Howdy, Huda Thunkers. Uh, before we get into the episode, the main you know episode here, I just wanted to play a little historical clip of audio that is uh, very relevant to the topic today and a very uh, popular beginning of a speech, at least. If uh, most of you will recognize this speech, hopefully in some way. If you don't, um, yeah, do a little oh, pop open a, a history book. This is FDR's uh, Day of Infamy speech. Mr. Vice President, Mr. Speaker, members of the Senate and of the House of Representatives, yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy, the United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. Well, howdy, Huda Thunkers. This is the host of the Huda Thunkered podcast, Zeb, coming at you with episode 148, titled The Battle of Los Angeles. Uh, this episode was largely copied and pasted from three sources that are listed on the blog. Um, didn't do much paraphrasing here. Been kind of busy at work, stuff going on, people visiting. Uh, but I did want to do this episode, and I thought, you know, instead of just like writing it in my own words, I'm just going to read it. It's definitely going to be read. The audio version is going to be in my own words. Uh, but the blog is mostly copy and paste. Um, once once again, I'd like to remind people, don't make money off this. And if you sue me, I think the most a podcast ever made years ago was like 50 bucks. So <laughs> I guess it is kind of plagiarism, but not if I tell you, hey, I didn't write this. I'm, it's more like I'm just reading a couple articles today, but I did read a bunch into it. And so the audio version will be me talking about other things that aren't just written by other people. So just a heads up. Before we get into that, I'd like to do the recommendation segment. This week, I recommend you go watch some sports. Uh, I'll be specific. Uh, my wife's cousin, John, he plays some hockey in high school. He's a senior in high school this year, so this is likely the last year we'll get to see him play. But they're really fun to go to, his hockey games. I remember the first time Shanning suggested we go see her cousin play hockey years ago. I thought it was going to be this boring thing that I was expected to do on a weekday. Wasn't looking forward to it. But I truly enjoy the experience each time, and I think I'm going to miss it once it's over. Every time we go, I get to see my in-laws, company that I actually enjoy. Sorry, no cliche hatred of my in-laws here. I actually like them. They're really nice people, and it's good to see them on a regular basis, and these games are a good good reason to do so we also get to separate um we also get to spectate a sport that is a lot more unpredictable because there aren't just professionals playing they're kids so they're <laughs> you know uh i mean john's a senior in high school now so we don't see you know kids crying or um snot bubbles or anything but you know i'm sure if you go see like a peewee game it's hilarious i i have watched peewee uh like very little kids like like five six years old playing flag football and it's hilarious they run the wrong way it's a fun time uh, but even in high school level it gets a little bit more competitive so you watch somebody like um shannon's cousin john i watched him a, a couple years younger and now he's a senior and just to see him go from that skills level to this skill level so much fun you get someone to root for um so i suggest you go check it out the games are fun it's a family bonding moment and i feel a little more in tune with the community as a whole each time i go i see parents i see what the parents are like in the in my area uh, what kind of people, the kind of area I live in. So next time your significant other, your parent, friend, suggests going to a local hockey football or any other kind of game, 
I recommend you go. You might be surprised by how much fun you have and how refreshing it is to change up your weekday routine. Plus, it's a good opportunity to win some brownie points uh, with your loved ones or whomever it is that you attend the game with. Maybe it's a good date idea. Uh, pretty cheap, too. You don't have to pay anything, and concessions aren't too bad. Just get a thing of popcorn or a, a soda pop. Enjoy the game. Why not? So I suggest you go. And another reason why I thought to do this recommendation segment, we went to a Pittsburgh Penguins game that is professional hockey this past weekend with my dad, his girlfriend and my and my wife, the four of us. And while they're professionals, it was really fun. Um, I do appreciate the, the local stuff just as much. So, yeah. Now for the main event, the Battle of Los Angeles. Pearl Harbor happened on December 7th, 1941. So that's why in February 1942, the surprise attack on, on Pearl Harbor was still fresh in people's minds. So 1942, February, um, just a couple months later, that attack on Pearl Harbor got America a little scared. Major American cities on the Pacific Coast were worried they would be next. On February 23rd of 1942, a Japanese submarine attacked the Elwood oil field near Santa Barbara, about a two-hour drive north of L.A., so not very far at all. The attack was the first naval bombardment of the United States by a foreign power since war, the War of 1812, the Battle of Baltimore, that was in 1814, by the British Royal Navy. Excluding the incidental shelling of coastland Orleans, Massachusetts in 1918. Additionally, at about 5,100 miles east of Japan, the bombardment of Elwood was the furthest direct attack on a land target that the Japanese Empire made during World War II, several hundred miles further than the attacks on Sydney Harbor, Australia, and Fort Stevens, Oregon, in 19, June of 1942. The reports of Nishino's attack caused hundreds to flee inland. Uh, many feared that the event was a prelude to a full-scale attack on the west coast of the united states so this elwood oil field attack had people even more scared after pearl harbor people were terrified since several people in santa barbara claimed to have quote seen or seen quote signal lights a blackout was ordered for the rest of the night the claims of signals were used to justify franklin d roosevelt's internment of japanese americans which began just two weeks later so big event you've probably never heard of the elwood oil field bombardment i never heard of it but it's a big event. I guess it caused a lot of things like that terrible internment of Japanese Americans. And, um, you know, it's scary. It's a bombardment on U.S. soil. All it took to kick off a panic uh, the next night was a weather balloon. Does it sound familiar? Weather balloons and paranoia. A lot of, a lot of weather balloons in the news these days. <laughs> we think from China. Who knows? The government goes, we don't think it's China. We don't think it's aliens. But we don't know. So, yeah, that's what's going on now. If anybody listens to this episode from the far future, yeah, we had weather balloons going on in the U.S. right now. But on February 24th, the day after the Elwood uh, oil field bombardment, February, February 24th, 1942, U.S. Naval Intelligence warned West Coast units the Japanese might descend on Los Angeles within the next 10 hours at 1 a.m. on February Uh February 25th, meteorological balloons were launched 120 miles west of Los Angeles to monitor the weather. An hour later, the balloons showed up on military radar. Mistaking the balloons for enemy aircraft, radar operators sounded the air raid alarm, and by 3 a.m., anti-aircraft gunners in Santa Monica started shooting. Over 1,400 rounds were fired in the confusion, but there were no enemy aircraft in the area, and Japan confirmed after World War II that it had not attacked the city. So what were they shooting at? Balloons, just into the night sky. Why were they shooting? Why'd they shoot 1,400 rounds? 
panic, fear. Fear is quite the motivator to do a lot of crazy things. But the Battle of Los Angeles, as it became to known, wasn't a harmless misunderstanding. It shouldn't just be a funny thing from history. Three people lost their lives in car collisions related to the false alarm, and two more perished from cardiac arrest. So five people, and you think, well, that's not that many compared to World War II. That's true. A lot of people die in World War II, and these five people probably are not that big of a blip on the radar. But they're five people. Five, you know, people who were parents, grandparents, kids, siblings, people. People died. The FBI and L.A. County Sheriff also arrested several Japanese gardeners who were falsely accused of signaling, signaling to Japanese planes, which, how, they were gardeners. <laughs> I Just fear, paranoia. That evening, many flares and blinking lights were reported from the vicinity of defense plants. An alert was called at 7.18 p.m. and was lifted at 10.23 p.m. Renewed activity began early in the morning of February 25th, Air raid sirens sounded at 2.25 a.m. Throughout Los Angeles County, a total blackout was ordered and thousands of air raid wardens were summoned to their positions. At 3.16 a.m., the 37th Coast Artillery Brigade began firing a 50 caliber machine gun, 50 caliber, large gun there, and 12.8 pound anti-aircraft shells into the air at reported aircraft. Over 1,400 shells were fired. Um, eventually, pilots of the 4th uh, interceptor command were alerted, but their aircraft remained grounded. The artillery fire continued sporadically until 4.14 a.m. The all-clear was sounded and the blackout order was lifted at 7.21 a.m. Several buildings and vehicles were damaged by shell fragments, and five civilians died as an indirect result of the anti-aircraft fire. Three were killed in car accidents in the ensuing chaos, and two of heart attacks attributed to the stress um, of the hour-long action. The incident was front-page news of the West Coast and across the nation. And it would be, uh, but it was all just panic from a balloon. What does that tell you about what, what fear can do when no enemy is, a, is, is around? But the, the, the fear, the psychological damage that the Japanese had, um, occur, had, and, and had done against the American people with Pearl Harbor was such, had such a profound effect. And their uh, constant attacks, even though small attacks, one such as the Elwood oil field, just kept that fear going and, and kept it cultivating. Within hours of the end of the air raid, Secretary of the Navy Frank Knox held a press conference saying the entire incident had been a false alarm due to anxiety and quote-unquote war nerves. <laughs> That's a new one, war nerves. Knox's comments were, were followed by statements from the Army of the next day that reflected General George C. Marshall's super, uh, sup, super, supposition that the incident might have been caused by enemy agents using commercial airplanes in a psychological warfare campaign to generate mass panic. Some contemporary press outlets suspect a cover-up of the truth. And reading some of this, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a big conspiracy, the LA, the L.A. battle. Although I do get why people are a little have come up with sort of uh, cover-ups and conspiracy around it because it sounds weird um and you'll see other reasons that sort of led to people think that hey maybe this wasn't what they say it was um a couple things that were debunked but also the government they just kept things from people secrecy is what the government's run on and i don't think the the battle of los angeles is any exception to that rule an editorial in the long beach in independent wrote there is a mysterious re reticence about the whole affair, and it appears that some form of censorship is trying to halt discussion on the matter. See what I mean? 
he try to keep you from talking about it. You give them very vague answers as explanations as to what happened. Two different people. The Secretary of Navy, Frank Knox, held a press conference. He's the one that said it was just anxiety and war nerves and false alarms. And then the Army's coming and saying, no, this could have been the enemy using commercial planes to scare us. Two different agencies saying two different things. It's going to make let it, it, it's a cauldron. It's a it's a melting pot. What do you say? A petri dish for speculation. Speculation was rampant as to invading airplanes and their bases. Theories included a secret base in northern Mexico, as well as Japanese submarines stationed offshore with the capability of carrying planes. Submarine planes. <laughs> I don't know if submarine planes are a thing. I don't know how, <laughs> but maybe they are. I'm sure maybe today they are, but I doubt in World War II. <laughs> Uh, others speculated that the incident was either staged or exaggerated to give coastal defense industries an excuse to move further inland. Representative Leland M. Ford of Santa Monica called for a congressional investigation saying none of the explanations so far offered remove, offered remove the episode from the category of complete mystification. This was either a practice raid or a raid to throw a scare in scare into two million people or a mistaken identity raid or a raid to lay a political foundation to take away southern california's war industries so yeah people are like what happened with the, the war in la i do have an image of a uh what to say the los angeles times um front page where back then it was well I'll, I'll get into it it's in the article but they doctored images and it definitely looks like a ufo over over los angeles um, pretty. That's on the blog there if you want to see the images. Or you can Google it. It's, it's a very If you just Google the Battle of Los Angeles, you'll see what I'm saying. A black and white grainy image looks like a UFO with a bunch of spotlights pointed up at it. Japanese submarines continued to conduct occasional attacks against Allied shipping off the U.S. coast during the rest of the war, which you don't hear much about. A lot, it's, it's hardly ever talked about that Japan did attack U.S. Uh, submarines and they, they did attack land um, they never fully invaded, but they did attack us other than Pearl Harbor. And that was for the rest of the war. Sent to American waters in hopes of targeting warships, the submarines managed to sink only a handful of merchant ships, besides conducting a few minor attacks on shore targets. Um, these consisted of a bombardment of Fort Stevens on the Columbia River, an attack on a Canadian lighthouse on Vancouver Island, which that would suck if you're the lighthouse guy in vancouver canada <laughs> you just got attacked by it that would suck and two air raids launched from a submarine in an attempt to start forest fires in southwest oregon after the war ended in 1945 the japanese government declared that they had flown no airplanes over los angeles during the war and if you know anything japan played ball pretty quickly after we dropped the nuclear bombs um and they'd have no reason to lie to us so yeah, if they didn't fly it, it must have been those balloons. In 1983, the U.S. Office of Air Force History concluded that an analysis of the evidence points to meteorological balloons as the cause of the initial alarm. A photo published in the Los Angeles Times on February 26th. So this is just like the day, the, like a day later, 48 hours later. 1942 uh, has been featured in UFO conspiracy theories as evidence of an extraterrestrial visitation. So a lot, a lot of shows like Ancient Aliens and stuff, they, you know. They, they show this as evidence. They assert that the photo clearly shows searchlights focused on an alien spaceship. However, the photo was heavily modified by photo retouching prior to publication. It's a routine practice in graphic arts, and it was back then uh, almost like you had to retouch it. Uh, at the time, intended to improve contrast of black and white photos. Times writer Larry Harnish 
noted that the retouched photo along with fake newspaper headlines were presented as true historical material in trailers for the 2011 film Battle Los Angeles. And that film very much sci-fi. But if they presented the beginning as historical material, that that this doctored photo with the UFO, that's kind of weird. I did watch the movie Battle LA. I liked it. It's it's really good. Um, it made you feel like you're in an actual battle. It's pretty cool. You should watch it. Harnish also commented if the publicity campaign wanted if the yeah publicity campaign wanted to establish UFO research as nothing but lies and and fakery, it couldn't have done a better job. So that's what he's saying. You know, that image, definitely not a real UFO. Everyone took it as that such. But back then, it was commonplace to doctor it and not put anywhere in the article, hey, this is a photoshopped because it wasn't photoshopped. It was just altered. But that was common practice. So not shouldn't be taken as UFO evidence. Every February, the Fort MacArthur Museum located at the entrance to Los Angeles Harbor hosts an entertainment event called the Great L.A. Air Raid of 1942. And so people do remember, good reason to remember the Battle of Los Angeles. And it was just against a balloon and America won. Like I said, very, very common news articles popping up today about something that's happened in the last month. All these balloons and unidentified aircraft flying over America and being shot down. So I don't know. I thought it was fitting. Also, this is something that happened in February. I'm posting it in February. I don't know. I thought it was a fun story. I hope you enjoyed Huda Thunkers and tune in next week. Thank you.